move reckless Hit you, put some ice on it Gotta bet, homie, roll some dice on it Get on my ball, mama, see to you look nice on it Oh, and chaos made the beat the tail, put some spice on it Hey everyone, welcome to Situation Potomy, sitcom discussion podcast. We're back after a couple months off to talk about uh, the uh, fall sitcom season and what we've been watching since uh, about July. Uh, with me, I've got my co-host, I've got Damon out in the uh, DMV DC area. Uh, how you doing, Damon? Oh man, it is still hot out here. It's about 70 degrees at night. Um, the Patriots are on, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we're, let's get into these shows, man. Um, and then we've got El, um, we've got Alex uh, down in down in the LA area. How you doing, Alex? Uh, doing all right. Um, uh, my weather isn't as warm as uh, Damon's right this moment, but uh, I'm chilling. Uh, my weather is as usual, uh, hovering in the mid fifties. So dreary. That's that's, uh, that's just San Francisco for you. Uh, we, 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 we get uh, weather alerts when the weather goes above 80 degrees. So, um, <laughs> yes, I got it. going to be a hot one today. I, I got a text message, an alert message on my phone, you know, saying that, you know, it's, it's going to be really hot out there. There's going to be water stations for all of you because 80 degrees out. Um, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as you know, San Francisco has a lot of homeless people, so. They're, it's really for them, uh, but like you know, everybody in San Francisco got a text message <clears throat> saying, "Hey, it's uh, it's above 80 degrees. If you need, uh, you know, if you need water, you know, there's gonna be water stations all over San Francisco." So uh, that was that was the day that I texted you about it. And that was um, funny so, then too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but uh, well, well, let's keep talking about stuff that's funny, and uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. Um. So I I want to you know kind of apologize to Damon. I'm gonna lead this off with an apology to Damon because my brother uh, you know finally hooked up his uh, HBO Go account <laughs> so that he could watch uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So that led me now, and he gave me his password. So I decided to uh, catch up on uh, Insecure. I started. I had seen zero episodes, and so I, I saw one episode. I was like, oh, this, this is pretty good, and then I. Uh, and within uh, a week, I finished off season one, and um, I think I was um, I was caught up by season by episode two of season two, and um, I and, uh, and basically um, as soon as an episode came out, I, I was watching it. I really liked the show. Um, I really liked um, the characters. I, I'm I'm un, I'm in built. I don't know how to feel about the character of Lawrence because I uh, ah wait. You're not, you're not- you're not Team Lawrence? Uh, well, you I, be. I, should be Team Nobody. Uh, he is. Um, he, I think. Uh, the so j- just to just to clarify, I, I think the the the, big, the biggest truth is uh, when Lawrence uh, moved on to this new girl Tasha, I believe her name is, and he he, he was real foul with her at a at a barbecue, mm-hmm. and I think that she pointed out uh, the ultimate truth about. Lawrence, which is that he is a bad guy who thinks he is a, a, good, a good guy, guy. And, yeah. I, and I, and you know, I, I kind of, I, I kind of identify with him because I don't think he's going out there trying to be a bad guy. You know, there, there's just so many commitments that you have, and you just don't know what you're doing at times. But I'm, no, but I'm, a, no, I'm, but I'm a firm that, believer. That's not how he got there. That is not at all how he got there. Once you set a plan, you, you you go through with that plan. I don't think you should be changing your plans like nah, that. Nah, see, there's, there's, that, there's many not, missteps. But that's not what happened. So here's <laughs> this is the part that you missed about Lawrence. 
Mm-hmm. Lawrence is like the second transformation of a good guy. He's a good guy that got done wrong. So he hasn't fully embraced his dark side yet. He doesn't know how to be a bad guy. He just knows yeah. that he doesn't want to be the this guy that got taken advantage of anymore. Yes. So he's so in I guess for the for those who've seen the show, he's a fuck nigga now, right? But that's not really what it is. The, he represents all the guys who are kind of doing the shit that basically makes people feel terrible. Like, Tasha knew from the jump that he had a girlfriend. Or she didn't. You know, he told her because he was a good guy. Right? Then they broke up. He went back to her, laid up in it real good. But he was like, I'm not committing. I'm not I'm not just going to roll into this next thing. I'm I'm free now. I'm sexy. I'm out in the streets. But he still did all the things that a boyfriend does because he doesn't know how to operate any other way. That's uh yeah, that's what his uh his uh his friend who is good at being a bad guy says. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that that is and if you if you watch this dude, it it is and shout out to Issa and shout out to Larry Wilmore for creating a character like this because it is so true to life this is a person who literally doesn't know how to not be monogamous but he's trying to not be so he does everything of a boyfriend so then when Mm -hmm. he's like but I'm not your boyfriend he's like hold up we did all the the boyfriend girlfriend stuff what the fuck you mean you're not my boyfriend you came to the barbecue (laughs) you helped my grandmother out of the, the van it's like, yeah, because I'm a nice guy. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, you shouldn't have been at the barbecue in the first fucking place. Correct. No, I, I think, no. I, I think no. they were messing around no. enough. No. To no. Go. no. 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 Because if, if you're not her dude. There you go. If you're not her dude, you shouldn't be at that barbecue. No, no, no. Because he did everything. But no, it's because he did. He just did all of the shit that. Damon's talking about is like he's trying to like get his game on and be like, all right, I'm gonna just hop around, but he keeps doing the same shit that a dude in a monogamous relationship would do, and he yep. doesn't know to be like, hey, look, we just fucking around. Yeah, I and, can't come to this barbecue. Yeah, I can't come to the barbecue. Like he he doesn't know. Okay, so like Damon said, he he doesn't know how to be upfront and be like, look, we're just having fun. He doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, he'll know how to because be if he does. Yeah, because if he and the thing is, is if he does that, then he's a bad guy. Yep. And he doesn't want to be a bad guy. Yeah. He wants to be a player. Yeah. He wants to be a player. He wants to get around right now, but he doesn't know how to do it and be like, all right, well, part of that means you got to be a little fucked up to people sometimes. Yep. So So I guarantee everybody appreciates being open and honest with him. Like, look, I can't go to this thing. This is a friends with benefit relationship, not a real. Yeah, but but no, no, no. So keep keep this in mind. They aren't friends. Like, they didn't start chopping it up to be friends. They started because she thought that he was single. She was trying mm-hmm. to fuck him. All right? So, and we need to move past friends with benefits. Like, we're not in 12th grade no more. Like, we grown-ups out here. <laughs> we, we, we do what grown pretty. folks do. Grown folks sometimes sleep with each other. Sometimes they get drinks. Sometimes they get sushi. And we keep it popping. Whatever. Right? <laughs> right. That's, that, like, that, that's what we do. The problem all is, it is. Yeah. right, but the problem is when you stay over, you leave your stuff there. 
You allow her to cook for you. You cuddling. Y'all keeping up on Do South or Do No, like, you know, whatever the show is, the their Don't Game of Thrones. Yeah, Do North? Is that the name? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But basically, yeah, at that point, you're doing all of the things that A are perpetuating. Does. We're building into something. Yep. Like, when you when you start spending the night and leaving shit? Yep. Okay. Like, you can still hit it and spend the night, you know, if you if that's what we're doing. It's like, oh, you know, we hook up every now and I stay the night and I leave. Yeah, but, but you're supposed you start, to clean up your skin cells when you leave, dog. Right. You don't want nothing in that bitch. Yeah. Once you start leaving shit and all that, you have now said a president that, oh, this looks like we're building something. Yep. I'm sure initially when she first, like, initially when she first met him. She just wanted to get, she, she just wanted some, some purple emoji. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah, eggplant. she wanted that eggplant. But she saw a she fine brother who was smart. He was fun. Smart. And he you know fucked I mean? up the first time because he was with somebody. But he wasn't. The first he time. Never, he, he, he never cheated. He, he, never, he never went cheated. to her until he, until he broke up with yeah, her. Yeah, he never cheated on you, sir. And then once it was free, he was like, oh, shit, all right, it's on. And he thought he was getting his player on and right. fell right back into the same track of the shit he was doing. Because that, he didn't take any this. of the shit before the sex into consideration. All the times they ate in the food court. All the times she came to see him and telling him he needed to work on the app. All that shit, that is relationship building. And he didn't count. She counted mm-hmm. every last one of those things. Yeah, those, it, were, those were technically like dates. Dates, exactly. They're kind of dates. Right. It ain't it ain't the data. Hey, let's you, you want to go? You know, grab a couple drinks. Yeah, like that. That hey, that's saying what we doing. Like that's leading down the road. Uh, so, I was look initially. I was like feeling for Lawrence, and then once he became a fuck boy, I was like, ah, god damn it. He's he made uh, he's made several. Uh, I would describe him as uh, faux pas this entire season. I mean. Uh, the uh, I thought I thought the most egregious one was to bring uh, well not the most egregious one but w- the last egregious one was to bring the uh, par- parvan to the, uh, the to the dinner I, I I was shocked I was shocked I was like that's when I realized he must be an idiot because like I don't understand how he thought that would fly at all I mean like the bring bringing your new chick to a dinner that your oh. old girlfriend is gonna is gonna be at is um. I mean that's it's crazy it's, it's the craziest thing I've seen. Let's, let's remember though. Aparna, I'm sorry, Aparna. Let's remember she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. So no, but, no, 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 with somebody yes. on you, and yep. you're supposed to play, let me take the higher road and play Michelle Obama? Fuck that. I'm yes. throwing this shit in your Absolutely. face. Oh, the fuck for? We ain't getting no cool points for taking a higher road. Get the fuck out of here. And, and this is oh, the part that no. people miss. This is not the best representation of everybody. These are oh, that's, that's not true. great people. That's, that's These are real people. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay, so let's let's keep it going then and go back to um, Issa, who's the lead of the show. Also um, a terrible person. She she's a terrible. Uh, she especially in uh, season two, she does get her kind of comeuppance uh, during during the during the season. Yeah, uh, work wise, immediately. But uh, yeah, yeah, work wise. Yeah, she, especially work wise and uh, personal life wise. Yeah, things uh, flow 
um, yeah, flow negative flow. But, uh, you know, her, she, I want to kind of, um, go into, um, what do you think about her, um, relationship with, um, I'm sorry, or her, her relationship with, um, the, what's the name of the guy? Um, the, the guy, the, the, the DJ guy that she's, um, she's, she, she, so she cheats on Lawrence with this DJ guy, this yeah. guy from, this guy that she knows from like high school who's definitely into her. He's it's her very close to her. Yeah. 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 It's but her she, first love. Def- Daniel. Yeah. 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 Um, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely still interested. It's not as though, you know, he suddenly, you know, you, you know, it suddenly happened or anything like that. He was clear from the beginning he was into her and she never stopped it. Then she kind of goes back to him and then kind of, I, I I don't know how to how to describe what she does, but there she gets the the I think the major changing point in their relationship was when uh, she kind of gets into a, a car accident. Um, she gets into a car accident, and then you know he comes to help her. He's you know he's helping her or whatever, and then she kind of um, she kind of just shuts him down unnecessarily. I, I think. Um, what do you guys think about um, Issa's development throughout season two, personal life wise? Um, but we, we can talk about her, you know, the way that her work stuff is later. But, you know, what do you think about season one through season two of Issa, uh, personal life-wise? Uh, and her quotation. Um, Alex, how about you? I, you know what? I I felt overall, like, her her change was like, we were watching a long, drawn-out change of, of mm-hmm. her. And then at the same time, we were juxtaposed with what's going on with Lawrence. And... Though she wasn't doing what Lawrence ended up doing, I feel like it was, you know, it was, you know, two sides of the same coin of what they were doing. And I, th- you know, I, I don't know. I think she has some growth in trying to learn some confidence and things like that. But, you know, I still, you know, I still think she's been fucking up just like the rest. Like Damon said, like, not, these are real people. These aren't good people. And, I don't know. I thought like her going for a rotation, just the same as Lawrence going for like trying to do his thing. I, I think it was like, I, I guess a maturity point of, you know, stepping into the next phase of like, you know, getting into this adulthood and starting to hit these, you know, late twenties and early thirties. So I, I thought her growth was good, you know, at that point, but I still think she was just as shitty as Lawrence. So <laughs> just, I'm just being honest. Uh, how about you, Dave? The biggest thing about Issa is she's selfish. Alright? She's selfish. She's not surrounded by good friends. Um, Molly is the best friend that she has. But Molly is problematic as fuck. I, um, we'll get into that in a bit. We'll get into that. Yeah. Like, problematic as fuck. I know some Mollies. Like, I, like, I ain't even gonna get into this shit no further. Just know that I know some Mollies. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're in DC. That you're gonna you're gonna know some uh, exactly high, some high professional exactly. Yes. We gonna know Somalis, right? You know, we like we all went to school. We all have degrees. Like we have friends who are Molly, but Molly is the most loyal friend that she has. Like take men completely out of the equation, but just as friends, you know, she's great. Her other friends are generally kind of terrible people, and they're friends because they have been friends. Um. But Issa's problem is that she's selfish. Like, the whole thing with Lawrence, from the very beginning, she had a good man who wasn't who she thought he should be at that time, but he was starting to make that turn. And she just chilled out. 
you know, stuck by her man, it should have been cool. But she wasn't doing it on a timetable to her friends and what she thought it should be. She no, but so I mean, she went and did her thing. You, you, you know, for like the last two years, uh, you know, before the the season, the show started, four you know, years. he had been pretty, sorry, four years, he'd been laying laying about on the couch, not really doing much, and yeah. you know, I, I think there comes a point in time where you just have to say, I think she should have had a conversation with him first, and not not cheated, and said, hey, you know, this is not happening, it's not working for me, you got to get a job, um, or yeah. this relationship is over. She should have done that. And, yeah. Uh, she did and, not. And he got the Best Buy thing. And mm-hmm. but right after the Best Buy, he got the job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He yeah. got the job. All of that happened. And, it, you know, it, it just so happened that it happened during the same time that she was on her way out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will tell you, there's no way I'm waiting around four years for somebody to get their shit together. Cool. Get that. But. Then I don't want to hear you complain about the fact there ain't no good men out here. He was a good dude I, that got turned back. I, I'm I'm trying to go where you are, Damon. Are you trying to say that she she should have she should have stayed and then she should have just said um No. I'm saying that if you are going to leave, you mm-hmm. should have left or made all the long time ago. time ago. Like, look, I am frustrated as fuck. I don't feel the same way about you anymore because you are not the person who I thought you were gonna be. Cool. Great. Put it on the table. Let's work to figure out where that space is. If he can no longer live up to that, then leave. But if you notice that he is starting to live up to that, then, hey, maybe we need to wait it out for a little while. Like, there are things here, you know, like, there's no communication. These are super dysfunctional relationships that we're basing these really huge fucking moments on because we know for a fact, we know for a fact that they didn't do all the things that you should do. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does them. And you know, obviously we have the eye of God in their particular relationships, so we can see all the things happening in a way that the characters can't. But good mm-hmm. God, man. like That's why I said, man, she was on the other side of that coin with Lawrence. Like, Lawrence, she was. She yeah. was. Yeah. And, you know, her... Like you said, I, and that's why I said she's, you know, she's still a shitty person because she was, she was selfish and all of that and not, you know, looking at it. Like, if you were with him for four years and now at this point you're like, oh, well, I'm tired of it. So my reaction is to just go ahead and fuck somebody else. Like, that was a buildup of something that I, I hate to say, like, you partially have to blame for yourself for staying there or staying in that for four years. Look, they always you, tell you, you cheating, cheating is. The physical manifestation of the other dysfunctions in your relationship. In your relationship. That's fine. You know, I'm okay with that. And I don't think Issa, and let, let me rephrase. I didn't say she's a terrible person. I don't think she's a terrible person. She's selfish. I think she is very representative of young people in general. There are male Issas in this world. You know, people who can't or aren't at the place where they want to be in their life. And if their mate's not at that same place, they're going to take that shit out on everyone around them. You know, her career wasn't going in the direction she wanted to go in, you know, but her other friends seem to have all the shit going on. You know, Amanda Diva, Amanda Seals, her relationship was fucked up, but, you know, we glossed over that shit. There's, there's stuff going on in that relationship that is, uh, that is unspoken. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm no, sure, absolutely. Because, that ever is going to come out. 
No, well, she talked about it. She said it real fast. Like, you know, he spent a little time on the couch, blah, 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 blah. But we passed that now. We're good. So there was, like, some real shit that happened in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So at some point, we got to hear about that, too. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's kind of move on to, I, I think, um, who's, you know, to um, Molly, who's, who has both personal and um, kind of the most interesting personal and kind of the most interesting Career. uh, career-wise yeah, um, yeah. stories throughout the second season. Um Let's start uh, personal. You know, Molly's character. You know, she is uh, she is the dream. I mean, she's she's the dream uh, woman. Never uh, lie. Uh, mm. She she's the dream. You know, she's uh she's smart. She's successful. She she has the ability to you know to be both corporate and both and hood. You know, she knows that she knows that yep. to switch at the right time. You know, as demonstrated when she tried to mentor another uh, black woman in the office. Yep. Um, yep. So you know, so she, so she's she's got the personal life figured out. I know, you know, I know a lot of people, but what's happening is that now that her personal life is in the right spot, she's got an amazing apartment, she's got a great dog, um, she drives a nice car, um, you know, she, and she's got good friends. Well, you know, I, at least a good friend. So she's, you know, so she's got the personal life figured out. She's not you know, lonely friends. You know, she knows how to talk to. She's not, she's not shy or you know anything like that. But um, I think you know. When you have your personal life—I mean, sorry—your your, your professional life figured out, I think you know a lot of people want to move on to getting that personal life uh, figured out. And you know, at 30, everything's going great professionally, but she can't seem to figure out um, the guy. The, the find find a guy. And um, at the end of the first season, um, I believe it starts off with um, you know Issa kind of lays it out for her you know, that you know she's. She comes on. You you, you can kind of see it throughout. That she she just comes on to guys really really strong, and uh, she she I believe one of the dates really um uh w- was a case of that. Um, so she kind of wards off um other other guys, and then in addition, she is kind of only interested in into a limited uh, uh guys who are basically similar to her. She's trying to find. The female her rather than the guy that would compliment her um, the best. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a really thing. really good way to put it. She needs to find it's a complimentary a perfect guy. way to put it. Um, yeah. Be- yeah. Because you know the guy that you know turns out to be the most loyal to her. You know the guy that she kind of vibes with more is um, is the guy who works at uh, at the car dealership. Enterprise. Car rental. Enterprise. 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 Um, and I think you know. What. Yeah, she, yeah, she's not interested because you know he's he he ain't on her. Of, he's not. Yeah, he's not at her professional level. That's I mean, not. He, he looked, that's not true at all. She's not interested in him because he had one homosexual interaction. Oh yes, that too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's but, yeah, okay. she was kind of on the fence on it too. Yeah. Until um, no, she was she she had reconciled all of that, and she had gotten over a lot of that because she had gotten to the point. She, you know, Issa had laid her out, and mm-hmm. she had to come to Jesus with herself. And she realized you're right. And then she's like, "Oh shit!" So she went back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that, you know what? You're right. I forgot about that. That's true. And then got that, yeah, got that bit of uh, knowledge. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a bad game. You don't play that game. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I mean, um, it, it's tough. Um, you know, she she turned down Jadena. She turned down, you know, Sterling K. Brown. No, she didn't uh, turn down Jadena. 
I'm sorry, Dennis uh, turned her down. Um, yeah, he, he, yeah. he pity dated her. He, he did pity date her. He, he pity yeah. plus the one to her. Yeah. yeah, he told her she looked like she needed to win. <laughs> That's kind of cold. cold shit. That's some cold blooded shit right there, boy. God damn. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, he I I genuinely think he thought he was doing the right thing. I agree. He, I agree. He, was. he, he did. Was. What do you want him to say? He that, I'm just here he as a friend. He like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Like, I'm just here as a friend. I don't, I don't know what she, what she expected him to say. Was like, that she's invited to a party. You invite the guy to the party. You wanted to say that he's just a friend. I mean, like, he he he's smart enough to read the room as to what's going on there. You know, and that's exactly um, what he did. I, I yeah. and you're you're 100 correct. Yeah. But the um, fact that she let Sterling K. Brown go away, because, I mean, there ain't no woman who's going to let that man walk out. Uh, Yeah, I saw his abs. Yeah. Oh, see, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> just a cover of a magazine, man. It's just on the cover of a magazine. After his Emmy win, man. Yeah, he's he's on the cover of Emmy win. Abs listening. Glistening. <laughs> Glistening. Oh, oh, damn, late. Yeah, he was coming out of a pool. What you? you uh, all right, hey, so. Yeah. <laughs> you digging a hole, late? You listening? Coming out the pool? Uh, I think he was on the cover visuals. of Entertainment Weekly. I think he was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Lay got right these back. visuals uh, out here. Y'all ain't ready. Uh, oh, Lay saw that shit and immediately hit the floor and started doing crunches. It's I got it. I, I, no, no, no. Lay saw um, that? But you know what? That's I know Lace Wall. He was out here, man. Late. All, oh, that's all, right. All this leads to um, the end of uh, season two where. She kind of meets um, a friend of hers from back home um, who claims that he, because I, 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 I can't confirm, that he's in an open relationship. And she begins a relationship with him. Um, tall dude, tall, light-skinned dude. And, um, and um, sorry. And that kind of, you know, it kind of messes with her mind. You know, she kind of starts opening, uh, you know, she, she starts, she kind of starts going with this, uh, open relationship thing for a bit and then Too she much. finally realizes that it's kind of not for her. So, guys. Yeah, she went a little far. <laughs> Molly, personal life. She went into that new age shit. Where, where, is she, where was she at the beginning? And uh, what do you think about where she is at at the end? Do you, I, I think she made the right decision at the end where she kind of can't deal with it anymore. Um, but um, what, do you, what do you think about... Um, and, and that dinner was... I think, I, I think you know, the, the, the dinner... Um, bathroom sex thing was the come to Je- hopefully the come to Jesus moment for her to realize that she should not uh, be hooking up with that dude anymore. Yeah, um, I hope she gets back into that. Like, um, like I said, I know Somalis, and I think the yeah. the reality is this: even though folks know that they would have to change to get what they want, they would rather be who they are and not get what they want, and but, they're okay with that. But shouldn't uh, but shouldn't people love Molly for Molly? This is what she is. Why why should she have to change herself to get a man? Because that shit don't work. It's not about like, you know, what you should or shouldn't do. The reality is this. If everything that you've done and everything you're used to doing has not worked, then mm-hmm. at some point you gotta change it. But if you're not willing to change, then fuck it. Then you have resigned yourself to the life of what you lead. Uh, yes, that, you know, really? I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I was just uh, bringing that up uh, as, as like kind of a uh, just discussion point. Um, Alex, did you have um, any thoughts on uh, Molly personal life uh, from uh, starting the season to the end of the season? Uh, 
I refrain from commenting on the character of Molly because being a man that has grown up and lived in Los Angeles, I've met way too many Mollys, so I got a, a bitter hatred. I'm just gonna be hating. So I'm not. I'm not even gonna comment, dude. Cause, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's, let's, let's hey I, hey. You know what? No, it's I, never mind. I'll, I'll, let's, you know let's, what? I'm let's, not. Let's, hey, I'm not you know. What, look, new for this this time, like going forward, we are going to now have ratings. Okay. So the ratings are very simple. Can't miss whenever you get a chance and mm-hmm. avoid that shit. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so for me, season two is a can't miss. No, uh, no, 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 no. The whole show. Whole show. Yep. Oh, the whole show is a, is a can't, is a can't miss for me. I mean, it was, it's pretty good. For, it was great uh, from the start to the end. I mean, there's only six, about 16 episodes, you know, eight, okay. eight, two, eight, Two eight episode seasons. Yep. Um, I, you know, uh, yeah. So you know, it's 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 funny at times. Um, and I and and it's um it's funny Heart, at times. Heartbreakingly uh, real at other heartbreaking times. Heartbreaking real at other times. Um, uh, I like the concepts behind some of the episodes. You know, that they really work together. I thought the um I thought that especially the last episode of the second season where they kind of have uh three different um. Come to you know, Jesus. <laughs> three different come to Jesus moments, and I yeah. think um, that is all, all based around kind of like a marathon. Um, really works uh, for me. Worked worked for me. Um, I thought the ending discussion between um, Molly and Lawrence um, in the abandoned apartment, um, the apartment they're moving out of, was was really great. Um, it was really serious. I mean, um, uh, it, it, it was heartbreaking, and I and I'm really interested to see where they're going to go next season with that. Um, yeah. So, so for me, can't miss. Um, Alex, how yeah. about you? What's the what do you what do you rate season two? I rate season two a can't miss. Uh, it was a really good season. I think for me, season one, I dropped in and out like it had to gain my interest. And when season two came out, I caught it on like maybe after I don't know three episodes of air, and then everybody started talking about it, and I was like, all right, I need to hurry up and catch up. And then once once that happened, I was hooked. It was like Sunday. I'm watching Insecure. I'm watching these Thrones. It was a can't miss. Uh, I would say this upcoming season probably going to be just as good because we got a lot to look forward to. A lot of stuff to wade into. Um, yeah. You know what? Let's talk about the next. Sh- let's talk about oh. another show that all three of us have been watching. Oh, I got to give oh. a little. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize, Damon. You didn't. I thought <laughs> yeah. I thought you were on the can't miss train, but I am um, on the can't miss train. But I, I really but, wanted to say real fast. That last conversation in the apartment is closure that every like bad relationship wishes that they had. That preach, preach. That open. I think for most people, honest, the closure is the yelling at the dinner. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not closure. That, mm. That's just a fight. That conversation, that heartbreakingly intimate, honest, like just open conversation of where we went wrong you know the love I have for you is never going to leave but we've done way too much to each other to ever come back you know I'm I'm never going to be upset about the time that we spent but we fucked up having yeah. a conversation with two people in a place that you built together and then mutually destroyed and like with an empty apartment to like show it and then walk away from that that is Everybody wants that moment. Nobody ever gets it. Ever. 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 
I look for that moment for five years of my life. You never get that. Never. Moment. So I just thought that shit was masterful. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely on the canvas. So what's next? Uh, let's talk about another show all three of us have been watching, which is The Good Place. And this, this should be pretty quick. Uh, the Good Place. Um, so Good Place, you know, it started off really slow um, last – I mean, I'm sorry, not slow. But ratings-wise, it started yeah. off, you know, kind of meh. You know, a lot of people didn't get it. They were like, uh, and then the tw- you know, kind of that twist happened. And then I think a lot of they got a lot of people of attention. And then um, going into season two, I started to see – a lot of articles, you know, like um, a lot of articles on, on sites that don't normally cover TV are just saying, hey, you know, Good Place is, is, is coming up this this week, you know. Dude, that, fin- show on. that finale changed the entire fucking complexion of the first season, man. Yeah, and so, I, I'm, you know, like I was seeing websites that don't normally, you know, you know hadn't given Good Place that kind of day, so I was like really excited about it. I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. Uh, what's going on here? Um, but uh, so that leads into... Season two, uh, you know, we, we, we left off with a great cliffhanger where um, Eleanor Shellstrop had kind of discovered that um, the good place um, was actually the bad place. And um, that discovery, um, with, that, with that discovery, Michael had decided to kind of reboot the good place. And the first episode is um, his first chance to, um, uh, it was his first chance at redoing it. And he, he tries to redo it again, um, you know, without making uh, the same mistakes as, uh, as before. He decides to keep them kind of separate from each other uh, for a bit. And uh, things don't go as planned. Um, I, um, did you guys see the most, the third, ep- well, the second episode, I guess, you know, because the first episode is like a double length episode. Um, but did you see that um, the one that uh, played last week? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, Alex, did you also see it? Okay, great. Um, yeah, I watched so, it, yeah. So now, in addition, so this leads to another thing where we are at a twist, uh, at a, kind of a twist onto an additional twist now where uh, Michael has, uh, has asked to team up with Eleanor because um, his arrival uh, in the bad place has kind of uh, done a coup and, uh, I'm sorry, has kind of done a coup and, um, and now wants to kind of run um, kind of want uh, to run the um, the bad place, the, the bad place, the, the and, bad, and and do the um, good bad place. Yeah. Um. So this um, uh, yeah, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky is the name of the of the uh, bad place person who who just wasn't getting the roles that she wanted. Uh, you know, she wanted to be this kind of sex spot. She had a large role in the in the previous season. The first um, season, she was in the, the real. She was the real, the real Eleanor. She played the real yeah. Eleanor Shellstrap, but um, you know this the, in, in the all the other reboots, all 400, 500 different um, takes, uh, she's been disregarded and given smaller roles. So um, yeah, uh, so yeah, so, she, so she's she's organized a coup with the rest of the employees of the bad place, and uh, yeah, I, and I thought this is great. It's funny. Um, they're doing some real innovative things. I like all. I'm I'm, I'm liking all the characters. Uh, Michael is going to really take the lead there. Uh, this year, uh, this this season so far, and I'm and I'm, and I'm digging it. Um, I still think Janet is, is hilarious whenever she's on screen. Oh, Darcy um, Carden is one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, um, yeah, she's great. Uh, I I really liked, um, especially in the the first episode, um, when uh, Jamila when Tahani's character had to deal with um, <laughs> her new her, soulmate. Uh, her new soulmate, which yeah. is a really really short guy, and she. Um, 
who was a true like uh, philanthropist slash giver guy. Um, All the jokes there were just um, great. I mean, pretty much all the new um, the new partners, uh, especially in the first episode, really worked for me. You know, Eleanor and the really buff guy. Yep. Uh, Tahani and the that's two, uh, that's Darcy Carden's husband. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell and the and the two uh, and the buff guy. The buff um, guy. That's Darcy Carden's actual husband. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, that's funny. Um, and then we had um, we had a uh, Chidi with uh, two different women. Which uh, is hilarious. Uh, which 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 is for someone who's as indecisive as he is. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, was the special place in hell. Um, we have John Yu. John Yu slash Jason, Jason and his uh his, his his best friend, which is all he wants, is a is a kind of a best a best friend. Uh, <laughs> also with, uh a silent guy like him. And of course Tahani with a, a guy for a woman who is uh you know, six foot tall, should be dating a guy who's probably like five foot one. She's uh as vain as she is, um, you know, as appearance conscious as she is, it it was true hell for her. And I thought it was it was working great um in, initially for them and I reveled in their um, you know their own personal hells, um, but then of course uh, El- the Elder is too too smart to discover it. And then I just I'm just, I was laughing my ass off, especially now with the second episode. I am I laughed myself off in, uh, in, a lot, and I'm, I'm intrigued as to see where the next episode would go, which premieres tonight, and see how they're going to pre- sabotage uh, Vicky. Um, Damon, what what do you think about? Um, uh, the good place season two so far. So I really like what they've done. Just kind of recognizing that there's no way they could do an entire season to get back to the pivotal point of season one. So they just, they give you all of the different scenarios in five to 10 minutes, you know, the, in shout out to Megan Amram, who is one of the head writers and producers on the show. The names. Yeah, but she's also like one in the writers' room that she changes the name of the restaurants. If oh, you, every time, yeah. Yes. So it, in every every take, the restaurants have these ridiculous names all over the the bad place, and they're fucking hilarious. So just you know, pay attention to that moving forward. Now, but, uh, um, uh, I actually enjoyed a lot it, of those little bits, like the uh, the chowder fountain. Yep. That's Damon, as a noted uh, horror aficionado, I'm sure you're glad to know that Jude Goddard di- directed the uh, third episode there. That's dope. Dope. Dope stuff there, brother. <laughs> no, but um, I, I like the I like this season. I like it a lot. I think the show is funny. I like the expanded role of Darcy Carden um, as Janet without her doing more than what the character calls for. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I really like. Like they they stuck the like they haven't just, made her smarter or uh exactly. anything they like they, no she's, she's, yeah, she's still she's the exactly same character from the be. first season she's just all those things right she's not been upgraded or anything exactly yeah. they've just found ways to expand her role and i think that's really impressive um and when they make it out to that house and uh that's just pure pure comedic gold <laughs> Um, so I guess we can also rate, so what do we think so far? Three episodes into season two, or the full series, I guess. Let's, let's do all 16 episodes. Uh, let's do all 16 episodes. Uh, 13 last season, three this season that we have seen. Uh, I, uh, again, can't miss. I'm a can't miss on, um, 
on uh, The Good Place. Uh, Damon Knight, what are you on um, The Good Place? Alex, go ahead. On The Good Place? Uh, I I think it's, uh, you know, you can't miss. Uh, you, you have to watch it. It's such a... It's such a smart show, and just what Damon was saying about watching that second, you know, that, that second episode when they just said, all right, this is how we're going to do it when we start off this second season. We're going to go through all the gags that you guys thought we might have taken and said, hey, can we drag this out again? Yep. Like, and just said, we're going to rapid fire. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. We're going to show how many times, you know, they keep finding it out. They keep finding it out. And that's just montage of Eleanor and different people finding out was amazing. Even the one where... Jin Yang was like, hey, guys, I just thought about something. Maybe yeah. this is the bad place. And Michael's just like, oh, my God, even Jin Yang got it this time. It yep. it was so good and so smart, like, for them to start off that way. And now with the follow-up of how do you go from here with the show and having a smart idea of we're going to team up these people with this person to survive, you know, the impending doom that may be happening for everyone. I, I thought it was awesome. So I think it's a can't, a can't miss. I think one of the things that really bumped it besides getting all of the publicity and paper and stuff like that is when it came on Netflix, that's when I noticed people started watching. Yep. And I that agree. helped it. Like binge watching helped people get through that first season, which I think is important if you don't stick through it. And now that they're, they got the ball rolling, I think it's just going to keep going. So can't miss. Watch it. Yeah, uh, I I think I'm gonna have to go with Can't Miss as well. I really mm-hmm. like. And keep in mind, I, I tell everybody there are gonna be aspects of the first season that ooh, when you're watching them, you're like, Ugh. but by the yeah. time you get to the finale, it makes literally everything that you watch so worth it. And by the way that they've rapid fired the first couple of episodes in this season, they've now leveled the playing field for you to no longer know what they're gonna do or think you know what they're gonna do. Because they, they, like Alex said, they've taken everything off the table now. So mm-hmm. now you just have to tune in and watch. And I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Kristen uh, Bell's good, and it also allows the best actor on the show, Ted Danson, to be on the good part of the Scooby gang now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so let's uh, move on to a show that uh, Alex and I have been watching which is uh, BoJack Horseman, Season 3. Um, Alex, do you want to maybe just um, go through the kind of the, the main plot points of uh, Season 4 that you remember? I think that this is a very interesting season. I, I, just, just in general, I think they this this particular season is the least uh, BoJack-centric season. I just want to just lay that out there. And I think it's... it's devo- I, now I think they just need to... They're gonna need to come up with a name of this show that doesn't involve the name Bojack because this show is now about, you know, four about four really maybe five really interesting characters think, in yeah. the world. Um, but Alex, but just just you know, just summarize kind of your thoughts and just Bojack season four. So this this Bojack season was interesting because the the first the first three seasons really and the first two in fact we spent a lot of time with Bojack and watching him develop. And be this guy that was like, you know, once revered sitcom star that was just a mess. And like his kind of like, I, I don't even want to say re- road to redemption, but his road back to fame and dealing with not only his road back to fame, but also his interpersonal relationships as he tries to write a book, how he has his frenemy and, you know, Mr. Peanut Butter 
and his interaction in the world of Hollywood. And now that they've gotten to the point where, you know, at the last season, they left it off with, okay, Bojack put out Secretariat. He had all this stuff going on. You know, it was all about him and his, you know, shit that he was dealing with. They now took it and said, all right, well, we're going to focus on other people. So now we get Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter is trying to find his way, you know, in the world and getting around. We, we find, you know, Todd is trying to find his way around because the one central thing we have for most of the first couple episodes of the seasons of the season is there is no Bojack. People are looking for Bojack. Bojack is gone. Um, and so you watch everybody kind of, you know, dance around it. And then finally, when we do reach uh, Bojack, we get surprised that Bojack now has a daughter. And, you know, now it's Bojack, quote unquote, like connecting with his daughter. And in turn, by, you know, Bojack and his now daughter connecting, it leads Bojack down a world of, you know, understanding his mother. We're reflecting on his childhood, her childhood, and just kind of getting like this cycle of things going on. And it was really good. And then, you know, we have Princess Caroline, who's, you know, going through her own thing, trying to, you know, have a family and try and get on with life because now she's, um, she married, was she married by then? Lady? I'm trying to remember if she was married. She's never married. In the show. She's engaged. Uh, she's engaged. Yeah, so she's engaged to a, uh, a, a, a mouse. Her, a mouse. Yes. She's, she's engaged to, to a mouse. She's a cat that's engaged to a mouse. Engaged to a mouse. Yes. Uh, and you know, you see her dealing with that because it's <laughs> it's really weird how they took that and they're just trying to show that, you know, her dealing with opposite, you know, relations and being in, you know, I shit, yeah, interspecies relationship, I guess, in that case, which was, you know, kind of like hinting to interracial or Interfaith relationship. They were very clear on the uh, interracial dating portion of. I, I I don't want to talk about it though because it was it was so bad. I laughed, but it was so bad. But yeah, yeah I, I think it, I think it was a lot of growth this season. The season had a lot of growth, and I think it was some of the smartest stuff. I thought initially when it first started, and they had like Mr. Peanut Butter running for governor, I was like, shit, please don't tell me this season's getting ready to be like a bunch of Trump jokes. Oh, but it was against uh, Woodchuck Kutchuk Berkowitz, yeah, uh, who was played by Andre Brower. I mean, yes, who was that, awesome. Andre Brower as Woodchuck was amazing. It was amazing. This season, man, I, I think if I had to say a standout episode for me, my standout episode that I would watch is the episode where we see Bojack's mother, like her life being played out from a little uh, girl. You know, until she was a parent, and that that's well, there. Deep. There were two kind of flashback episodes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the there are two really good flashback episodes in the season. One one comes really early, um, where with with guest star uh, Lin Manuel Miranda as uh, Crackerjack Sugarman, who oh, yeah. is uh, who I guess he would be uh, Bojack's uncle. Uncle who goes to war. Um, and then uh, we uh, are then left with um, um, Bojack's mother. And uh, there's a kind of a flashback there um, that kind of intersperses with the current time, which I thought was kind of amazing. It's, I think, you know, I believe that's the either the, sec- that's the second episode of the season of Jane Krakowski 
kind of playing uh, Bojack's grandmother, um, and sh- and she's mm-hmm. uh, and she does like a kill, like kind of the killer like scene, uh, scene you know during um, uh, in, in that episode that I thought was really amazing. Um, and then the second um, the second really standout episode, of course, is is the one that you described, which is um, the the flashback epi- the, the flashback episode from. Uh, of Bojack's mother from um you know from when she was young to when she uh she finds... was a mother herself though didn't it go all the way yeah it goes all the way yeah, to the end that we discover the true secret um of the season I, I don't I want to spoil it for David because I know he should be watching yeah so so let's just say that um so mm-hmm. let's, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wow you sound no you have no interest whatsoever do you Damon uh. So it's kind of it's kind of really shifted away from being this season in particular really shifted away from being kind of a Hollywood parody into now let's let's talk about some you know the messed up stuff going on in people's lives what lives I'm sorry yeah. no oh, what you were just saying yeah. about yeah oh, just I'm, like let's go through fucked up people's fucked up lives yes yes um you know what is it like being you know an older woman uh you know you know, you've been, you know, you've been a powerful woman for, you know, uh, a long time. You're probably, I guess her character would be late thirties, maybe early forties. She's finally decided to settle down. She's fine. She's found a guy, you know, not the guy she expected. She's kind of like Molly from Insecure. If you wait like 10 years, you know, um, you know, in that she finally kind of settles down with a guy that probably is not, would not have been her normal type. I mean, she's a cat and he's a mouse. And, you know, it's kind of funny that right. way, but, um, you know, but then that leads to, you know, when they, she finally decides, hey, you know, I want to have a family, but it turns out maybe it is kind of too late for her, and she's, you know, the, the episode deals with, you know, a miscarriage, um, and they actually kind of played for, I mean, like, the joke was brutal. I mean, that episode is bad. brutal. Um, and speaking of Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell kind of is in the episode where she has a, a, a mis, where she has a miscarriage, um, and the, the the joke about the miscarriage is. It's it's cold, but it actually works. I mean, it's it's on the level of the one last season where they had um they made kind of make a joke about abortion and have played as no big deal, and they have like a big like rap song, a pop song about abortion, which actually works. Um, I don't even know how to I, Damon. I don't even know how to describe them having a pop song about abortion. Like I don't know if you make a good case for Damon because yeah. he's just sitting here like yeah. nah, nah, not for me. Um, you know, the things, I'll look at some other things that, that happen in, um, uh, kind of some other things that are key to this season, um, on the Todd side, um, they, they deal with a character, um, who is, um, did deal with a character that is, um, asexual and trying to discover what to, you know, I mean, it's not like played for laughs or anything, you know, he's just a guy who discovers that he's asexual. He's not, you know, he's not, he doesn't care about, um, you know, Sleeping with every woman, you know, out there, you know, even though he lives with Bojack and probably could sleep with some women if he, you know, just off side pieces or whatever, but he just doesn't, you know, he's navigating that himself. And he's really growing as a character. He's really trying to find himself um, there. Um, some other things that are happening in this season, um, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter, you know, what do you do if you're in a relationship with someone who is, you're, you're married to them, you you really like them, but you don't love them. And uh, that's kind of what's happening here, you know, with uh, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter. They are, they probably are just, they should be just friends. And uh, and I think that at the end of the season, they've kind of really discovered that. 
Um, let's see what else is happening this season. Um, uh, anything else happening uh, on uh, on your end there? Um, no, I think you hit pretty much all the points that that hit for the for that for that episode. I think it was besides, like oh. I said, the big reveal. You didn't, oh. you know, you try and kept silent. Yeah, another uh, another kind of uh, funny thing that happens is the uh, thoughts and prayers episode. That 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 episode. Oh, that's so written okay. By so, okay, player Adams, uh, Dave, yeah. you, you hater, you're not even going to support an okay player. Uh, uh, so thoughts and prayers is, is a Nick very is a good dude. I fuck with Nick. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wrote that episode. Um, it's about. Uh, it's basically about um, so it. The, the one Hollywood thing that's kind of happening in this season is that there is a film star, uh, Courtney Portnoy. Portnoy. Uh, Portnoy. And there's, there's a good wordplay uh, throughout the entire season with her uh, various movies and uh, uh, with, the, with the various movies. But she's coming out in an action movie. It's very violent. Um, and uh, kind of relating to, not, to this, this, this entire episode is about mass shootings. And so every time, so there's been a mass shooting at a, so the movie's like uh, basically Taken, it's called Mistaken is the name of the movie. And uh, it's basically, you know, and so the end scene of the movie is, um, is, you know, she's like shooting a whole bunch of people in the mall. And all of a sudden there's a mass shooting at the mall and they have to like take that out of, the, have to take that out of the movie. And all of a sudden there's a mass shooting somewhere else and they have to take this, the, that action scene out of the movie. And then they're, they're cut up and left with no movie at all. Um, and uh, it's it's really funny um, because then that leads to um, Diane's uh, Diane's character carrying a gun, and uh, it suddenly leads to women being empowered, and um, it leads to Congress banning guns because they would rather women not be empowered. They would rather ban guns than have women be empowered, which I thought was a a great line. So all but, black people need to go get guns? Is that what you're telling me? Based- Basically, they took that joke and ran it and just said, yeah, they're, they're, so literally, yeah. So the joke is like basically every woman in California gets guns, and they're like, uh, and all the women are just just feel really good and confident and like don't take any more shit from guys. And they're like, well, you know, we just can't yeah. allow those. So they so they so they just uh, they just banned all guns rather than ha- have women um, on they equal just, level. Yeah, they just wrapped it all up. Um. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like, I thought this episode, this season was great. I mean, the, the focus changed. You know, like, um, you know, uh, you know, the the prior seasons were all is centered on Bojack. It's how, how does everybody relate to Bojack? This season, Todd's discovered his own. You know, Todd's you know operating. Everybody's operating independent from Bojack. You know, uh, Bojack has his own story, which is very interesting, also. But everybody's operating. Outside Bojack, they've all got their own things going. You know, Diana, Mr. Peanut Butter, uh, Princess Carolyn, Todd, um, you know, and then uh, Hollyhock, uh, who's, who's the Hollyhock, Manheim, Manheim, Guerrero, Robinson, Sugar Slag, Song, Funzarelli, McQuack. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, doing her own thing. Also, um, so and also great guest stars this season. Uh, we got Wendy Malick as uh, kind of the asshole mom, which I think she's a. Uh, uh, if anyone who's watched Just Shoot Me knows that she can play an asshole older woman very well. Um, we've got Sharon Hogan as Courtney Portnoy, Andre Brower as Woodcut, you know, Lake Bell, Matthew Broderick, Jane Krakowski, Hanel Burris, Jessica Beale as Jessica Beale. Uh, yeah, and there's um, Felicity Hussman has a, has a role in there too. Um, so just a lot of great. Um, oh, you mentioned RuPaul. RuPaul, oh my gosh, oh, RuPaul. RuPaul. 
something else. Um, Tim Gunn is Tim Gunn. Uh, uh, Kristen Chenoweth uh, as Vanessa Gecko. Keith Olbermann as Tom Jumbo Mumbo. Uh, and there's also great voice acting uh, throughout. Um, it's a great Still, still has good parodies of Hollywood, um, but you know it's lessened this season. I mean, the first season and second season are just brutal to Hollywood, um, but this season we've really developed some characters here. Um, so I, I, it's a can't miss for me. I, I gotta re- recommend um, BoJack Horseman season one through four, and four and season four has really uh, been something else. Um, so Alex, what about you? Uh. I'm not gonna say it's a can't miss. I think it's a you can you can watch. It's it's good. It's not. I think it's not humor for everybody that will like it. And I think you do have to pay attention to it. But if you put the time in to watch it, pay attention to not only the writing that's going on with you know with all the the characters and their acting, but pay attention to the scenery itself and watch things happening in the background. You know, it makes a good show. And that might not be for everybody. It might be hard to. Say, hey, all right, I got to focus on witty dialogue, and also I need to focus on the characters. But now you're telling me you don't miss the little background things. May make it a little difficult, so I can see. I, I won't say it's like a, a can't miss. I say it's perfect being something on Netflix. You got some free time. You got a long weekend. Sit down, burn through all four seasons. You won't go. You won't go wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Now, Damon, you uh, and I actually saw this show, another show on Netflix. Um, it's called uh, Neo Yokio. It, uh, it 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 stars um, like it, it, it's another. Shaden. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. You did that on purpose. It starts. <laughs> it's it's also a Netflix. It's an animated. It's a it's a it's an anime kind of an anime parody um, that uh, stars um, Jaden Smith as the Kaz Khan, who is. Uh, a magistocrat uh, in a tw- maybe like 22nd century uh, New York City. And, 26, uh, so it's something, whatever. Yeah. 26th century yeah. Neo Yokio. Uh, the things that happen, it's basically, it's basically New York City. Uh, it's basically a changed New York City. Uh, demons inv- are in this world, and uh, uh, Jaden Smith basically is a, is, is, a guy, is a demon hunter in this world, and because he's a demon hunter, he... He is he, he is now kind of an aristocrat uh, because he has the the demon blood in him. He he hunts demons, he solves demon crimes, but that allows him to become a you know kind of a man of society. And he is really um, he's really into it. Um, he's he's really in that world. Um, and basically, it's I'm not making a case for the show. <laughs> it, it is it is it is basically a parody of anime in general. Uh, it is a parody of um, kind of upper crust people, and um, because kind of, I mean, like you know, Kaz Khan's character is not a aristocrat. Uh, you know, he's not. He's kind of. I mean, like he's not new money, but he's he is uh, money in the sense that he still has to work to be with the rich people. He has, you know, his main rival is just a really really rich dude. Um, He's, that doesn't have to work, uh, unlike uh, Kazcon. Um, so you know he's all a Kaz character is also you know prone to ennui and melancholy and like you know there's um, there's some great parody there of um, you know of there being the most eligible bachelor most eligible bachelor in New York, uh, which is a, a list that all the guys 
in your dream to be on um, that is in the middle of Times Square, basically. It is uh, a constantly list updating list. Of, the, of who is the, the most eligible bachelor, and all these upper crust guys want to be number one. Um, Kaz and his rival Arcangelo, Arcangelo, uh, played by Jason Schwartzman, um, want, want to be number one on that list. Uh, Kaz also has his crew, played by uh, Disa Samero, Gottlieb, and Lexi. Um, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's just it's just about some upper crust guys just um, <laughs> doing some really crazy stuff, and it's just re- I I it's, I hesit- I it's hard for me to really explain what happens. Cause okay, it's just so look, funny. you you doing a whole lot of talk about that shit. This is what it is. <laughs> if let's say you was black, and all of a sudden you got a whole bunch of money. But you got thrust into upper crust lifestyle. And Damon, can I just one second? Uh, so I read an article that was basically kind of similar. That, that was like one guy who was saying, "Yeah, you know, I kind of lived this life." Which was a guy who was like, "You know, I'm from the hood, and then I got a scholarship to go to Columbia." Yep. And so, so I was, so I was there, you know, in, at Columbia, you know, hanging out with all these really rich upper crust people. But like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here because I, you know, I have to work to kind of be here uh, all these other guys are here because they're a legacy uh so so it's, it's kind of like a parody of that except there's demons and anime and all that stuff but yep. Damon, you can yeah and, and so take that right so these mm-hmm. zimero they are very much like <coughs> like new york mm-hmm. they bring a lot of that like kind of the realness to every situation every scene there's a ton of realness that they bring to it. When Kaz is, you know, beset by melancholy, you know, a dude that literally should have the entire world at his fingertips, but instead he's always kind of upset about something, right? Um, but it's really just a really good parody on anime. The storylines, the way people react, the like. If if you turn the sound off, it would just be a regular. Like anime show. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think like you, you. This is it. It has the feeling of like of a more serious anime that's like dubbed as a parody. It, yep. I think I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Because I'm telling you, if you take the sound off, it's just anime. It, it, the only reason it's a parody is because of the people who are in it and the sound. And, but you know, take all that into effect, it's quite fun. Don't take that shit seriously. But it's fun. Yeah. And, it, you know, it actually, you know, there's only six, six episodes in the first season. Um, yep. And it really leads to um, a change in our main character. You know, he kind of thinks that, uh, as, as I used to think, you know, Manhattan is the only, you know, thing that matters. Um, and uh, he's starting to realize, and, you know, you think Manhattan is perfect. That the Manhattan of near Yokio is perfect. But he starts to, at the end of the six episodes, he starts to see some cracks, maybe. Uh, the, the the Long Island Wall City, you know, maybe this world isn't there's world there's something outside this world for me, uh, or the world isn't as perfect as it seems, and I think uh, probably the next season they're going to really uh, delve into that a little bit. If um, if they get to a second season, you know, we we talked about this a little it's bit. It's so controversial that I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be okay. I, it has I enough press that I'm pretty sure that they'll they'll renew, but you know. People don't like Jaden. I was stunned when I heard that. Um, People really dislike I, I, this kid. Jaden uh, is I think the he's perfect. Weird, but I don't he is the that. perfect kid 
to be Kaz Kazian. Mm-hmm. The perfect kid. Yeah. Right? The thing about Jaden, and I tell people this a lot, Jaden is a really talented dude. Yep. I agree. Take away a lot of his little personal theories, the Batman, the white Batman costume, the free range, the, you know, the freedom that Will and Jada allowed that kid to have and, you know, just kind of boil him down to his, his gifts and talents. Kids really talented. Um, like all the, the LA rhymers and musicians, like all your favorite people who are out right now, they all fuck with Jaden heavy. Like if you ever got invited to one of their parties, Jaden's going to be at the party. He's that dude. <laughs> Seriously, like if you if Tyler invited you to the party, Jane's gonna be there. If you know Chance had a party, Jane's gonna be there. If Mac Miller and Earl had a party, Jane's gonna be there. <laughs> you don't understand if like Anderson Pack had a party, Jane's gonna be there. Like everybody, well, Child, he's, he's Childish, one of their contemporaries, dude. Look, I, I get it. If Childish had a party, Jane's gonna be there. Like Donald Glover is right now the nouveau riche, you know, Renaissance man, right? Hands down, right now he's a, he's the Renaissance man, right? Mm-hmm. He and right. Jane been hit fucking heavy since you know, early days. Like they've been down for a minute. Everybody fools with this kid. So what is it about all the creatives, all the folks in the industry? They all fuck with this kid. Why is it that we hate him so much? Is it because he is black and has literally no boundaries? Nope. Uh, nope. I can tell I, you why. Because I'm telling well, you. I'm going to hear this. Like, I'm going to tell you why, dude. Because it feels like, and, and y'all can be mad about this and, and tell me go. I'm wrong. Here we go. But it feels like we have been force-fed him from an early stage. Like, we have been force-fed him. Everything that we see and that you can pertain about this kid is that this kid has lived with a silver spoon in his fucking mouth. I, we are okay. now, nah, 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 let's nah. I'll fuck that. He, he has, but keep in mind, cuz also earned his own money. Let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Okay. He may be doing his own thing to try and get his own money, but when it first started, it clearly looked like we're being force fed him. And that's, what leads to people wanting to hate because you see a kid that has a silver spoon in his mouth that has been able to be afforded every luxury that one could ever have. And then on top of that, you're putting them in our face on a constant, constant level. We got to throw them in this movie. We got to put them in his face. JJ. And that's what I think builds up hate for that dude, because not only, you know, you get this, but you get backlash from people feeling like this this motherfucker got a silver spoon in his mouth. He's being force fed. We get to watch him be a weirdo all day. Like, what the fuck? And then we're supposed to go like, oh, but accept him. Like, accept so, me. I'm one of you. Hey, you know, hey, he's never said he's true. one of us, though. He no, no, no. But he's he never said he's one of us. He has always told you he's about the indigo. The kids who would rather sit outside looking out the window than playing Nintendo. Like that like he is that dude. He tell right, you well, all the time. Fuck like he is very anti establishment. He's very anti school. You know, the thing about Jaden and like to be very honest with you, he was good in the karate kid. Like, yes. As no, a kid. no one no one has denied that. 
Never saw it. <laughs> okay, see. Never saw it. He's, well, like, the the last time I think that you could legitimately say he was force-fed to us was that, the Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, not, not After Earth? Yeah, yeah. After Earth was bad. That's a bad look. Okay. Yeah, I, I give you that one. I give you that <laughs> no, one. No, but was, but I, you know what? I think um, I, I, I think Will was worse than that. Actually, I think Will, Will was, was way worse. Will was way worse. You take the single most charismatic actor in Hollywood and make him an angry dad. Yeah, and take all his charisma away. That was a terrible move. Like all the things that you love about I, him, you take away. That was awful. That whole movie's a debacle. All right. What but, was that? Uh, M Night. That's, that's part part M Night. He lost his way. He lost his yeah. way. Part M Night. Yeah, M Night and Will Smith because Will's yep. got he got EP on that and twenty mm-hmm. mil. So, you know whatever. So okay, I'll give you that one. But right around then, also, Dude started making his own music that he gave out for free. Um, Is it good? I've never heard. Actually, it's quite good. It's quite good. I, I I'll send y'all some of it later, and. If you didn't know it was Jaden Smith, you'd be bumping it. <laughs> Dude's good, man. He's he's dope on the mic. Doesn't curse. He learned really well from his pops. Um, he's a good like. Now, granted, a lot of the the antics that we see from him are really t- difficult to stomach. You know what I mean and, the, the all white Batman of, suit for me? That's part of the force feeding. Is like. I'm fine. No, no, let me stop. You know what? No, 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 no. Here goes the thing. Nigga, you can be a weirdo all you want to. It's fine. You can. But then when we have, like, the media just force feeding, like, oh, hey, look at him being weird. Look at him being weird. I don't give a fuck. But they're always going. But here's the thing, though. Jaden has never really gone out of his way to be, like, the voice for regular black folks. And he never will be, and I and wouldn't I, expect. And I'm okay, and I'm okay with that. But I don't I, like the fact that like we give so much of a shit about what he does. When, in, but, when the fool starts showing up Dude. in dresses and all that kind of shit, I know a lot of motherfuckers who's angry about that shit. Yeah, you know, Young Thug was just on an album with a dress on, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, honestly, I can give a fuck less. It, it's just I'm. I, for me, I think it's the point of being felt like we're being forced fed him that we're getting a lot of that push like it felt like very early on a lot of that was pushing like just pushing it in there like i honestly would have felt and i think it would have been a different situation if the introduction of jaden smith would have come in a different manner like it was you know like I, I'm trying to give an example of somebody that's been, you know, someone that has had some privilege or has something and then, you know, made their come up in a very humble manner and not because I have the media machine of mommy and daddy behind me to help out. Jayden I mean, that's, 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 that's just Hollywood today, man. Yeah, I was going to say, Jayden. Now he's probably trying to do it on his own. Jaden has early the freedom on, was, of a young yeah. white kid in a black in a black kid's body. Plain and simple. Does he even see color? Jaden has the freedom of a young white kid. Ah, he has the freedom of a rich person. At that money level, they, I mean, but he's like he's beyond rich though, right? And he's not just rich. Like he's. 
You know, like all the stuff he's been doing recently, the get down, he earned that shit on his own accord. Why? Because a kid can actually act. You know, I mean, dude's not, not bad. Either. Okay, so y'all ain't give Baz Luhrmann those spins. Okay. Um, uh, I've oh, seen yeah. other Baz Luhrmann stuff. Come on. Yeah, I know you have, which is why I thought I, you would have watched that. But okay, I watch, I'm, I'm down with my white people dancing and singing. You stupid. But shows that I check out, dude. I I think we've even discussed Layton. We've discussed Baz on, on your other show and how I I feel about his whole catalog of films. So yeah, <laughs> Fuck and I, I get all that too. But and, I, and and it's unfortunate because I'll tell you one thing. I actually and this is not. I actually did. You know, one of the things I did enjoy was I did enjoy Jaden's character on on the Get Down. Yeah, I did. I truly did. But <laughs> still, on me, I'm not gonna stop feeling the way I feel about. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> you do not like this kid, man. Hey, like, fuck less if I'm alive on this planet. So hey, we even. Uh, oh, all right, wow. guys. So. So for me, wow. the show is a is a hit or miss. Um, so I'm gonna go, uh, you know, watch it on Netflix. This yeah, catch it when you can. You don't absolutely have to watch it on Netflix. Yeah, man, you catch it when you can. Watch it. Catch, if you can. It's only six episodes, thirty minutes each. I think they're funny. Great voice acting. You know, yeah, Jason Sarandon's in there uh, too. Uh, Jude Law's we, in there too. The brand is strong. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Did we mention who who created the show? Uh, the guy from Vampire Weekend. If they keep they keep saying that, like. That means something in the TV space. Um, doesn't really mean anything. something in the hipster space. Yeah. Yes. Netflix wanted. They need to make sure that yeah. you know, like they knew what they were doing when they did this show. They were like, "We gonna lace this up to grab this millennial hipster crowd easy." Mm-hmm. Um, and Damon, what do you think about this uh, show? New York, you always catch it when you can, but it's it's good. It's fun. You know, it, again, you know. There's the personal thing of me wanting to support Jesus and Miro, so I, you know I fuck with that. But I also think that it's just fun. If you are an anime fan, if you're not an anime fan, it's just not going to appeal to you because the the way that everything's set up is way too anime. Like it's too true to the genre. So if you don't fuck with anime, you're not going to fuck with this. Yeah. Um, even if like hearing black voices behind the characters. It's still not going, you know, it's not going to resonate with you. You know, to hear the, you know, the Lexi and Gottlieb characters, um, something else, because they just sound like uh, guys from the hood, man. Like, saying real classy stuff, man. Yeah, I Um, mean, hey, (laughs) you know what I mean? Hearing them talk about a caprese salad in, in like, a hood voice is like... The caprese salad drink, though, the caprese salad martini, cuz... Caprese what? A caprese salad, a caprese martini, caprese boy, yeah. 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 Uh, what yeah. the it, hell? It, it's, it's real crazy. Um, basically, uh, imagine like the the most hood guys ever talking about, you know, caprese salads and stuff like that. It's it's kind of crazy, and uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, next, so that's pretty much all I've watched. I'm gonna kind of turn the floor over to you guys now. You guys have both been watching some of the new shows that have been debuting this uh, season. Now, Alex, you've seen um, you've seen Ghosted. What, what's yes. going on with Ghosted? So, Ghosted to set the premise up. Uh, Ghosted stars Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. 
And the way that we are introduced to these characters is Adam Scott's character is actually a former uh, scientist that worked for um, NASA. And he basically came up with some some crazy theories about, you know, uh, alternate uh, Earths and dimensions. Uh, He was ceremoniously let go because everybody thought he was a crackpot. And he works at a bookstore. Uh, So that's about as hype as his career is. Then we meet Craig Robinson's character, who is a former LAPD police officer that now works a mall security guard job. And both of our characters are basically mysteriously abducted, and they first meet each other, they wake up in a van, and then they are told that they're being kidnapped, dragged out of the van, and then once again, they are knocked out unconscious, and they wake up to find out that, that they are now at pretty much like a bureau for paranormal activity. And the reason why the two of them have been put together is because an agent for this secret government group uh, went missing, and his last message was to find these two gentlemen to complete his mission. So we basically get paired with these two guys, and they're they're sent out to, to, to f- figure out, you know, where this guy went. Why did this this character um, named Checkers, why did he disappear and what was he working on? It, I, I mean, to, to quote Damon, one of his greatest phrases to use about a TV show when it's just not that great and it's okay, tepid. It's tepid. And I, and I watched the pilot and to be honest with you, the pilot, it wasn't that it was disjointed. It just really felt lazy. It just felt like they were kind of sleepwalking through their parts, man. It, like, to be honest with you, it did not look. Well, you would expect more, and it just did not look like there was any chemistry between these two characters. Like, they weren't even trying to make chemistry with these two characters. That's really unfortunate, man. It just looked very tired, and that was disappointing because I thought these two gentlemen would be great together, but it was just really kind of everybody. You know, we're just, all right, I recite my lines, I do the best I can, keep going. Nothing stood out about the show at all. Um, the, the the weirdness and the strangeness of things happening was like one moment, they had a, they, they literally had a scene where this they took this dude's head, like his head came off, and they took his head and it started yelling, and the body started following the yelling, and they went and hid in a closet, and they shut they they shut up the head, and the body walk past them. The body like then snatches Adam Scott's character. They go through a bunch of stuff, and immediately it was like nothing happened. Like literally, both characters aren't like reeling back from like what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck just happened. They literally go back and like at the end of the episode, they're like, "Yeah, man, the dude's head came off. What's up with that?" <laughs> And it was just like, wow, like it just, and I, I, and maybe because it was a pilot, you know, it's just kind of like getting a feel for the show. But for me, it just did not, it, it just didn't feel like a very good show. It, it just felt very lazy. And I was actually very disappointed because it, you know, it's got a decent cast. And I, I mean, dude, Amber, like Amber, Amber West. Like basically, she was there, and 
she was like just kind of there, nothing else. It just was not that good, man. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm, you know, if I gotta if I gotta give it anything, it's a miss. I'm gonna keep watching this and I'll change my mind on it. But yeah. I'm feeling like it's a miss until I can skip come it. back and and get like three episodes in there. Skip it. Skip it. Uh, now, Damon, what have you been checking out? You checked you checked out the mayor, right? What was uh, yeah, what, yeah, saw so the mayor. The mayor is good. Um, it is about a young, struggling California hip hop artist who saw an opportunity to run for mayor of his small town, and lo and behold, he fucked around and won. So is the story of a young kid who recognized the responsibility he has and, you know, working to uphold that. Who are some of the co-stars? Like, who is those? What are we talking about here? Talk about the um, So the lead is, what's his name? Brandon, is it Johnson or Jackson? No. Really uh, good. Not Brandon T. Jackson. No, 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 no. Different kid. But he's really good, though. Um, do we know him from anywhere? Or is no, his, his, no, know. I think he's new. But you know, he, he his little hip hop skills are pretty cool. Brandon uh, Michael Hall. There's Brandon Michael Hall. Um, any vet, any vet from Community is there, and she's great. Um, I, I enjoy Michelle? her tremendously. Michelle. Leah's cool. I, I think this she might have actually been that person in real life she's so good at this role <laughs> uh, I, I will talk about what you mean there um um kind of the uptight and she is the antithesis of all the other people around her you know brandon michael hall and his uh two best friends are kind of they're not necessarily hood tastic they're more of like hood adjacent you know what i mean like they're they're not Super, super hood that they understand things of the neighborhood dynamics of the, of the neighborhood. So they kind of represent black folks from working class neighborhoods. She is the opposite of that. She doesn't always kind of reflect them, but there's not like, it's not animosity. It's not like, you know, kind of some of the super overused tropes of white people do this, black people do this kind of thing. More of, you know, you guys are amateurs, and but Lee Michelle's character is the uh, veteran when it comes to political campaigns and running stuff. So, you know, she she's very much like you know, you guys should do what I have to say. You need me to run this, run your campaign because otherwise you don't know what you're doing, and these fools are silly. But. It's a good show. It's fun. Uh, I'd say catch it when you can. I definitely wouldn't go as far as I say it's a can't miss. You know, Blackish's Juneteenth episode. Now that was some can't miss shit. My wife turned to me and said that that should be required viewing for all kids in school. Uh, is this the episode under Juneteenth? Yep, Juneteenth. Okay. So ah. neither neither of you have seen Juneteenth yet. Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so uh-huh. here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, tomorrow, before before I talk to y'all again, both of you need to have seen it. 
It is. It may be their best work. Period. No, Ooh. fuck that. It is their best work. They've if had other this, really great episodes. I, I know. I've seen them all. This is their best work. When they yeah, is it, when they submit for an Emmy next year, this is going to be the episode that they submit for. Was this the one that was like a musical? Uh, part of it. Oh, musical pieces? Part of it. It has the roots in it. This episode yep. has the roots in it. Yeah, the roots, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Alan oh, Black I'm gonna is in check it. it. Farnsworth oh. Bentley is in it. For real? Um, that, yeah. that really, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is simply their best work in a long time. I mean, it's for a show that consistently does things I didn't believe ABC would allow them to do. This is the one where I was blown away. And I definitely was like, wait a minute, ABC allowed this to get on the air. It's great stuff. That is can't miss television. But All the right. mayor is catch it if you can. It's fun. Yvette Nicole Brown, I love to support her. So, you know, and this this kid Brandon, he's good. It's fun. His his best friends are very funny. Um, it is it, it the one drawback about it, and I'll say this: it is very contemporary in terms of wokeness um, and kind of like super liberal inclusiveness. Uh, like, it's a show that probably wouldn't play well 10 to 15 years ago. Mm, okay. Uh, so what else? You've, uh, all right, so we talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, Alex, have you uh, seen anything else? No, that's that's about it for what I've seen. Uh, how about um, and how about you, Damon? So we caught uh, Will and Grace, The Return. Ah. Yes. The return. It has been about uh, five or six. Actually, no, more than that. It's like ten years. years. Yeah, it's been down like ten years since World Race went off the air. Yeah, and that shit picked up right where it left off. If if you found Will and Grace funny before, this is gonna feel like they just picked it right where they left off. Megan Mullally is great as Karen. Uh, Sean Hayes as Jack is as great as he's ever been. The physical comedy that he brings is really, really good. Eric Cormack is great. And Deborah Messing is still very funny. Some of the, um, some of the physical stunts that, uh, they tried to get Deborah Messing to do in the first episode didn't really hit. And you kind of say that was a little bit of a stretch, but they weren't really, really hard to let you know what kind of show this was. So, the first episode was very political, very anti-Trump. You know, this is a we are diverse, we are LGBTQ show, we are not for anything having to do with this particular administration. And, you know, I this is where we stand. This is who we are. We are not, we, we are not a uh, conservative show by any stretch of the imagination and it went really really hard to let you know that in the first episode like the the episode even goes as far as to going to the white house that kind of thing so yeah big big stuff there um the the closing shot on the first scene is the oval office with what looks to be a maga hat but it's actually make america gay again hat so you know that's where that's who we are that kind of a deal. Um, the second episode was 
about the journey of being gay and how a lot of the the younger gay kids they they're living the the dream that a lot of the older gay folks have fought you know there was a, a couple of comparisons in terms of the coming out party where the older gay folks had these horrific stories of coming out to their families and their parents. Meanwhile, you know, these younger kids were like, yeah, they threw, you know, both of my parents threw me a separate party on the same weekend. That was as difficult as it was for me. And I think Will and Grace, this show was kind of uh, sending a message to a lot of the other uh, gay characters and gay shows and, you know, writers that, we went through a lot of shit to open this door for this community, you know, that you guys now enjoy the ability to be accepted, appreciated, and to get shows. Like, we fought hard to be, like, the first super, super gay uh, sitcom in prime time on one of the big four networks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought, and it's, I think it's incredibly funny. It's really well done. The jokes still hit. Everything is great. Like the the cast has not missed a beat. So if you if you were into Will and Grace before, I would say this shit is can't miss. And I think even if you weren't into Will and Grace before, I think it's came out. I think it's really well done. Cool. Um, and uh, is there anything else you guys are looking to watch? What are you, what are you looking to check out? What's left? Uh, good news. Uh, good news, I believe it's premiering right after Will Yeah, they're on the second episode. They're on the second yeah. episode. I watched a little which, bit of the first episode with Tina Fey. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, which is surprising. Actually, that was a show that I thought would get canceled when it first aired. I remember I when we first talking about it, and I was like, I didn't think it was going to make it. Me too. I thought that shit was destined to get fucking... So, check it out, folks. It's back. NBC might be trying to make a comeback. Yeah, uh, they're trying to work on Thursday nights. I mean, they, they got Tina Fey on the Tina show. Fey. I think Tina, mm-hmm. Tina Fey is like a returning guest. Yeah, she's a guest show. returning character, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, once you put Tina back on TV, yeah. Right, oh, like, that, that's going to help you. Yeah, that's going to help you out. Uh, speaking of uh, Tina Fey, did you, any of you guys watch um, Kimmy, Kimmy Smith? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, th- third season. I, yeah. I, 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 you know what? It's. For me now, I maybe it's it's worn out on me. This third season, I I, I watched like six episodes and I just I, I don't less, I don't hate Kimmy, it. Less Kimmy, less Kimmy, more Titus. More Titus. Yeah, all Titus. Uh, I, I want more of that. I, I more Titus goes eliminate. I'm just I gonna say, yeah, man. I can't deal with Kimmy's character anymore. I guess I don't, I don't know. If yeah, that's no, I, I completely understand that. I think they by the end of the season they toned down some of her adorableness, mm-hmm. but that is okay. definitely the thing that really. I think starts to grade on people, okay. but you know the the beginning of the season focus on Jackie Lynn was probably a little bit too much. Okay. Titus is really Titus and Carol Kane are, are carrying the show at this point. But you can't turn it just into the Titus show because then you're going to get burnt out with too much yeah. Titus. Correct. So it's got to be Titus, Titus good as fuck though. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look, the Titus Lemonade episode, hands down. Fam. That, sh- that shit was amazing. Everything about that shit was great. 
Um. Okay. So I like talk about. I I thought that um, um, Alec Baldwin did not deserve his Emmy. I thought that should have gone to Titus. So sort of, but Alec Baldwin got that Emmy because you know we living in it are right now. <laughs> yeah, man. We ain't got uh, about that. Okay, so let me see if I can uh, uh, find a list of uh, some some shows that may be uh, coming out um, soon. That we should be let's checking see. out on. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I can't find a, a very good list here. Um, but um, so there's uh, nothing else. You guys are. Um, Looking to check out you guys. Uh, I hear that uh, Search Party season two coming back. Yep, coming back. right in November. Yep. Search Party picking up right where we left off. Oh, which is another one. Uh, you know, speaking of TBS shows, uh, second season of People on Earth aired over the summer. Yep, pretty good. Um, pretty good. Real silently, really yep, good. I, and I'd say I'd say catch it when you can. I wouldn't say necessarily that it is a can't miss, but catch it when you can. Um. Okay. So I have a Ooh, list. There here. was one more TBS one too. I have um, a, I have a I have a I have a TV guide here. I have a TV guide fall preview. Let's take a look at some of the sitcoms here. Um, so let's we've got uh, oh I, I I don't even want to go through this first one because it's on CBS. But um, we've got yeah, one called Nine JKL, which stars Mark Firestein. Which if you watch um, oh, yeah. Real Pains, uh, nope. that that's a show. I'm going to skip that. We've got but now we've got Alex Inc. Uh, this is alphabetical order by the way. We've got. Um, uh, Alex Inc., uh, which is, stars Zach Braff and Michael Imperioli. Um, he, mm. uh, it, it follows a, a journalist's husband and father who dives headfirst into the brave new world of entre- entrepreneurship. Um, Pass. Uh, well, uh, uh, how about if I tell you that the wife character seems to be played by Kaya Sirkar, who is Vicky from uh, The Good Place? No? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We've got uh, hard pass, hard, hard Ch- pass. Champions, which is the new Mindy Kaling. Mindy yeah. Kaling's a recurring. Mindy Kaling's a recurring. On this, Definitely it? not checking for that. Okay, uh, single caramel. <laughs> Cold. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, let's um, let's see. How about uh, let's see, Ghosted. Uh, oh, good, Kevin good. probably saves the world. That's another one. Yeah, uh, that's that's an hour long. Dramedy though, it's not yeah, yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh, yeah, Kevin, comedy I'm, series. Well, you know, it's got um, what's her name? Uh, doesn't uh, let's see, the mayor, me, myself, and I. Yeah, um, Bobby Moynihan's the uh, Bobby Moynihan, John Larroquette, and dude from It, the one of the kids from It, the um, the one that has like all those diseases. Uh, thought he had all those diseases. Yeah, the hypochondriac. Uh, yeah, young hype. Yeah, young hypochondriac. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, so that one, uh, we've got uh, the Orville. Any of you guys checked out the Orville? I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Here, so here's in like 30 seconds, I'll tell you my feelings about the Orville. Mm-hmm. If you how many go episodes in, did you make it in? Uh, I've seen two and a half. Oh, okay, so we about the same pace. Yeah. If you go into the Orville thinking that this is going to be a funny parody of Star Trek, you're going to be confused and sadly mistaken. Because Seth MacFarlane pulled a fast one. He's actually playing this straight. 
this is like real world consequences of what would happen if there were such a thing as like a space federation. Um, yeah. All right. So next up, we've got Roseanne coming back. Uh, it's going to be eight episodes that will ignore the season fina- series finale where De- where Dan dies. Uh, Sarah Chalk will be back, and she will be playing. Uh, she will not be playing Becky. Uh, she will be playing a different character because um, Sarah Gilbert will be back and playing Becky. Oh, they brought OG back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, shit. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Will and Grace. Uh, Young Sheldon. Guys, Young Sheldon. How, how could we miss Young Sheldon? <laughs> Was that a this joke? probably would be the biggest hit of the, of the, of the season. What, what were we doing? Um, okay, so you know it's not the biggest hit of the season, and it has not been getting good reviews. Uh, it should have been. We've got Jim Parsons. We've got, by the way, they have Lori Metcalf's real life daughter playing uh, Sheldon's mother, which is kind of crazy. Um, That's crazy. Because Lori Metcalf, uh, uh, Lori Metcalf plays um, Sheldon's mother on. For, for those of y'all that that can hear, Damon just fell asleep. Nope, right I'm still here. No, no, I just I thought you fell asleep because it was so boring, but you know. No, you know I'm not here for show. Young Sheldon. I don't like the Big Bang Theory. I there's absolutely no way I would put myself through watching a show about a young asshole character with Aspergers. I'm good. Um, I think it's played a little bit uh, more for drama. It's a single camera show. Um, it's played a little bit uh, more hard serious. pass. Okay. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. So yeah, so uh, based on this TV guide list I have, that's pretty much uh, all the major ones coming up uh, this fall. Um, that are on network TV anyway, so um, I, I don't I didn't get a cable list, but uh, yeah, so that's that's I can probably pull out something other than something other. Next uh, only thing okay, well I even tell people to try and watch is check out Vice Principals. It's Walt Goggins, Danny McBride, dark comedy. You know, that same team for Eastbound and Down. Super super dark though. Yo, it's but it's good. It's, it's super good. dark. They they went a little hard this year. Yeah, they yeah, did, but it's good fun. though. Yeah, that, you know, I, I I watched some of it. I was like, man, this is this is a lot. Yeah, this is a lot. But yeah, it, it's funny. Danny McBride's very funny. Walton Coggins is very funny. Yeah, how about Walton Coggins gonna be the bad guy in Ant Man? I, I it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. All right, and and Tomb Raider also. Um, so good for him. Um. Uh, so yeah, so um, that's pretty much. I think you know this has been great catching up with you guys. Um, I think that's pretty much all the show. Um, so did you watch I, any of y'all watch Wrecked? Um, yes, the shipwreck comedy. Yeah, yeah, very funny, very very cool. Did you, you guys ever see that good. one? Did you guys ever see that one where the the, the couple is driving across country? Uh, I forgot what it's called. With the kids? Yeah. Oh, um, the detour. Yeah. What's what's her name with uh, from Dirty Sexy Money? Nat- yeah. yeah, Natalie Zia. Woo. Yep. Good show. Oh, that's I heard that. Show. Yeah, I heard it actually got good reviews about it just being ridiculous. It's a good show. It's funny. I Damon, I don't know how you have time to watch all these shows, man. This is crazy. It's called having kids. Yep. There you go. I don't be in the streets like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's talking about, I, I'm definitely not in the streets. Only late. Yeah. 
You know, I, I spent my weekend uh, volunteering at the food bank. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what we calling it now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you dropping off? So, yo, I was about to make the same exact joke. I, you, <laughs> you guys, in a couple of plants there. I, I spent many hours. I spent many hours uh, uh, volunteering. Eggplant emoji. I can't help it. I can't help it. Yeah. I did have to go to two birthday parties, but like, um, but like mm-hmm. that—that's, you know. But actually, that, that that takes a lot of time. I mean, like, one was in Oakland, one was in San Francisco. I had to go to Oakland one first. <laughs> oh my God, be still my heart. I had to go to Oakland and San Francisco. I had to take public transit, dude. <laughs> oh shit, you had to take the BART. Yeah. My goodness. Whatever show you do, Layton, don't dare talk about you had to take public transit after the trip in L.A. You had with me going from point A to B across a damn like. County is ridiculous. I don't want to hear it. I'll, I'll say that uh, the the advantage of public transport is you can, you can be passive, uh, while uh, you guys uh you guys have to drive everywhere, man. It's crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, like I I I, I like uh, I I can't keep my concentration going for like you know forty minutes. Uh, you know, actively driving. It's 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 I can't do that anymore. Uh, it's it's too much. Um, I definitely can. <laughs> Every day. All right. Yeah, I, I could probably do it, but like, um, you know, uh, it, it's just I haven't done that in a long time. You know, if I'm traveling public transport, I'm, you know, I'm on my phone the entire time. Oh, I can dig that. Um, well, before right. we get out of here, check out the guest book. That's my favorite TBS comedy right now. First episode had um, Lauren Lapkus and Danny Pudi. Very funny. So, yeah, check that out. But yeah, all right, we're good. All right. Okay, we'll wrap up. Um, uh, it was great catching up with you guys. Great talking to you guys. Um, I had a great time in LA. We haven't, I'm, I'm, we haven't recorded since this, since LA. Uh, since LA, uh, in July. It is October now, and it's. Uh, we, we, I was in there in like August. I'm sorry. August, you were there. <laughs> you were here two months ago. Uh, August fourth. Yeah. Uh, so oh wow. Even, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember it was the first weekend in August. Um, we'll live in infamy. And, uh, well, for you, anyway. For you, not for me. Um, Damn. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Uh, the, um, but, yeah, so it was great to catch up with you guys. Um, and then, you know, a few weeks before that, I was in, I was in, uh, I, I was in uh, D.C., in, in, well, D.C. area. I was, yep. in, I was in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia that entire weekend. So, yeah, yep. it was great to catch up with you. He stayed at a crib. We got pulled over, leaving a cigar bar. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, that was, that was, that was cool. That was, that was, I, I had not uh, had that cause I don't drive in cars too often late at night. Uh, other than you being made it Uber, out Uber with passenger, no problem. other than being an Uber passenger. Um, yeah, so it was great catching up with you guys. Um, we'll record again soon. Uh, we'll post this episode up, uh, you know, whatever, uh, very soon after I grab it. Um, so twitter.com slash late Gordon, L-A-T-E-G-O-R-D-O-N is where you can reach me. Um, the show is on Twitter also, Situation Potomy. If you ever want to talk about sitcoms on TV, what we should be watching, what are you watching, what's good. And if you want to bounce an idea off someone, uh, who likes sitcoms, all three of us are checking out that account, uh, at Situation Potomy. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a Facebook page, there's all that good stuff. Um, and so I will go next to Alex. Um, what's going on with you on social media? 
Uh, same old. I try and stay in and out of social media as, as of late. Work has gotten busy, so I miss a lot of the good stuff, unfortunately. But you can catch me on the Twitters. Jiggy, Jiggy's my day job. Hit me up if you want to talk uh, TV or any other random, you know, crap. I'm on, I, I'm on there. Hit me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Damon, you have multiple... Um well, you have uh, you know, you have multiple Twitters you're going to mention now. So uh, talk about uh, your main one and your other podcast. Yes, uh, the main one, DAE021. Uh, I'm on there sparingly these days. I just don't have a ton of time. Uh, but the other one is uh, at Get Out the Room, which is the Twitter account for the other podcast, Get Out the Room, which is a horror pop culture podcast we talk about everything you know as you know we get closer to halloween there's going to be a ton of horror movies coming out so we're going to be we're going to be recording a lot pretty soon shout out to it yeah it it has become the number one horror movie of all time i guess past i would assume it's past the exorcist yeah yeah so i'm not i was just guessing at that but I, i would assume it's past the exorcist um, Blair Witch, and, Exorcist. Uh, I think okay. yeah, it's, it's it. That's it's the standard up now. And uh, I think it uh, it definitely deserves it, and I am intrigued to see it too. Yeah, uh, 2019, where you get to see the kids. Uh, yep. it'll, it'll, be, it'll be not kids. It'll be they'll be adults. Yeah, it'll be uh, mid forties, I would assume. Uh, yeah, slash fifties. Um, so yeah, um, some great breakout performances are from some kids there. I. Um, yeah, there's, I, I, as I said on my, on my podcast, the long, uh, the long and late movie show that I think that, you know, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a good representation of a Stephen King novel in which you have, you know, kind of your main storyline, which is of course the, the horror, you know, killer clown, but there's also the entire, the entire it movie also has a sub plot of there being parents that are just terrible. Uh, every one of those kids, uh, yeah, has a terrible parent yep. and, uh, and uh, I, I, I thought it was great the way they they kind of slipped it in there that pretty much all kids' parents are terrible. No, not yeah. you, not you, but they, yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I not have me, a, but yeah, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, um, but yeah, that's really, really cool to check out. Um, so for Alex and for Damon, I'm Leighton. Um, good night, and talk to you again soon. Peace. See you guys. All right.